<laughs> what episode are we on? Yeah, stop it. So I have a label. Okay, I'm going to start that. Sure. I was yeah, <laughs> on the right yeah, episode. I was like reading that. Yes, that's uh, right. Okay. Hello. I'm Ashley. I'm Kinsey. This is uh, It's On My List, and we're covering Black and Black Season 1, Episode 7. <laughs> season 1, Episode 7. Parts developed in an unusual manner. It was directed by Brett Sullivan. He um, edited episodes one and two of this season, and he also edited that movie Ginger Snaps, which we definitely just like have to watch. And he directed Ginger Snaps too, so we'll have to do like a Ginger Snaps one, <laughs> Ginger <laughs> Snaps two. Um, he it was written by Tony Elliott, who was the story editor for most of the first season, and it aired May eleventh, twenty thirteen. Iron Man three was still the top movie, and also Just Give Me a Reason was still in place. Wow, good job, Pink. <laughs> and um, Nate Ruse, or whatever his name is, from that band Fun. That's his, the feature on there. Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> Just a Pink song in my head. <laughs> um, okay, the episode starts. Uh, Paul's missing. Uh, Sarah and Kasima are on the phone. She's Kasima's rolling a joint. And then uh, we cut to, <laughs> to Paul and Olivier, who are going over best history. And then Sarah tells Kasima to stay away from Delphine. She's really assistant. I like how they explain Allison not being an episode. She's like, Allison is away. <laughs> Which is so funny because it's like, okay, yeah, you know, oh, maybe the actress was on a break or something. But like, yeah. no, she's right here. <laughs> Why don't they have Allison in this episode? I don't know. It's funny. Well, I'm sure it's because they were like, all right, we got to fit Art back in here. Helena's back. Yeah. <laughs> she can't play maybe, all Maybe five she can them. only play so many clones an episode. It's in a yeah. contract. That, that would be interesting. We should like keep a tally. Um, I love the sisterly bond that we get right in the beginning, though. Like, it seems very, like, you can see this relationship forming between Kasima and Sarah, where they're just, like, have this very sibling-like banter. Mm-hmm. Trying to repair their marriage. Okay, I'll obviously approach Delphine way more logically than that. No, you won't. Sarah, my situation is way different than yours is. Right, because you're such a brilliant scientist. No, because she doesn't know that I know. I'm the one who's monitoring her. Girl, you are not. <laughs> she, she's like, um, we're just built different. Like, <laughs> like I'm good. I got no, this. No, Kasima's a simp. The way she's trying to pick the perfect outfit while they're on the phone. Like, come on, girl. <laughs> no, she's a simp. She is. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And then Sarah asks, like, do we have, or one of them asks, do we have anything else to be paranoid about? And then, it, uh, like, harsh cuts to Helena. Uh, who's still getting surgery on? We have a lot of harsh cuts in this episode. They did storytelling that way a lot. Well, it kind episode. of makes sense because it was uh, directed by an editor. So mm-hmm. they, they probably, if they're thinking about like where they're going to cut, like as they're shooting, like, okay, we're going to cut here. <laughs> and then, um, what was I going to say? Uh, they, they, like, show some kind of, like, sigil on his ring, but is it, it doesn't look the same as, like, the fish knife. Did you pay attention to that? I did not catch that. Mm -mm. Mm, I think it might be some other sigil. Um, then we're with Felix and Sarah at Olivier's club. What a mess. You know, even if he's not writing me out in there, those medical tests could still tell him I'm not bad. Kasima said they wouldn't. Yeah, well, she's blinded by science. Maybe. But from everything I found online, she's right. You and Beth are clones. So you and Beth have... Oh. 
<laughs> identical <laughs> DNA. Got it too early. <laughs> what does she mean by blinded by science? Um, I think. Well, I actually in the trivia section of this page, it says it's like a song reference, but I don't um, know the song, okay. so yeah, I, I couldn't like... tell you. Um, but I wanted to bring up that quote because, like, in a, a few episodes earlier, the episode where we first meet Delphine. One of the things that she's asking Scott to look for is, like, the barcode gene. And obviously mm. here they're really confident that they're not going to be able to tell. But then later in the episode, they <clears throat> definitely can tell. And I think that's going to come back into play, whatever, like, the barcode barcode gene is. Oh, okay. And, like, I was... There used to be this show with Jessica Alba called Dark Angel, which kind of had some, like, similar themes to... Uh, Orphan Black, but it was, like, like super, like, early 2000s. It's actually, like, a James Cameron show. So it was, like, super epic, but the premise of the show is that it was after, like, the Pulse, which was, I think, some kind of, like, nuclear event that... Or, like, electromagnetic pulse that got rid of all, like, the power, so, like, everything kind of, like, reset. And then, like, somehow... I don't really remember the details, but, like, they, like, started, like, doing, like, human, like, cloning with, like, like animal transgenics and stuff mm-hmm. to, like, make like a army of child soldiers and the shows like the main character played by Jessica Alba is like one of these kids who's grown up so she has like mixed cat DNA oh. but that show the the like kid army they have like barcodes on the back of their mm. neck literally that they mm-hmm. scan to like keep track of them made me think about that interesting yeah I was as soon as we found out that they knew that it wasn't Beth I was curious as to what scientifically clued them in yeah that it wasn't the same so i'll be curious to find out what that is um so then we're back with the art uh, <sighs> wasn't happy to see him <laughs> yeah sorry virginia <laughs> yeah and then uh jane doe and helena are like dna match so we're straight back into like the cop drama they're like okay we're gonna like reinvestigate the whole case i was kind of like I don't care about this like, plot sub. Yeah. I mean, I know it's gonna like come back and intertwine with our current characters. But it's like okay, right now, you guys are just a distraction from what I do want to know about, which is these like neo illusionists and like the weird like shit that's going on with them. Yeah, because it it seemed because we haven't touched on that, so it felt like it was tucked away, and yeah. now we're getting all this lore, and we're finally learning some more about like what's going on with the clones and it's like well don't forget yeah it's like take gotta a deal step. with the real world a step backwards yeah so the neolutionists are cyber goss um yeah i wrote that down <laughs> cyber goss. i uh i went on the ghost tour with my brother and his friends when they were in town and we went into this like gay steampunk bar which i was like honestly this is kind of cool yeah <laughs> if there was a cyber goth bar i would probably check it out they looked like they were having a great time yeah so much um i, w- I wrote down that it would probably be really fun to be like a background actor in those club scenes oh, like because yeah. you would get to do like often when you're a background actor you don't get to do like hair and makeup you just like show up and you're like a nondescript pedestrian but it's always more fun if it's like a period piece or like whatever because then every single person has to get like hair and makeup done so I bet they all had to go and get their like mm-hmm. cyber goth outfit and makeup um Olivia's like interrogating Paul about his intimacy with Beth I hate it like he <laughs> described her as a cold fish which is like so misogynistic <laughs> for sure I hate like, poor that. Beth like, everything to reflect what's wrong with you, Paul. Yeah, seriously. Just because she doesn't want to 
Oh, that's okay. Right. Just because she doesn't want to fuck you on the counter. She's a cold <laughs> fish. I'm so <laughs> glad I didn't stop <laughs> passed away with what you were going All this architecture, the psychological profiling, physical exam, social metrics. You must know it doesn't exist for Beth alone. I don't assume anything. Of course you do. You're trained. Surveillance, intelligence, security. But the problem with clandestine ops is that information and security rarely go hand in hand so i, I put this because your theory is now debunked like confirmed there are more clones and monitors yeah i i don't know i'm curious because it doesn't we don't really see it in action so yeah. i'll want to see how that plays out because i just don't understand who is playing monitors in these other people's lives or how I don't know it'll explain itself, but I feel like there are a lot of holes right now. For yeah, me. I think so too. There, it's like they're holding their cards like a little too close, and, and it's so like it kind of doesn't make sense. It's like, mm, what about this? I agree with you. Um, so Olivia knows that there's a killer, but I guess they think it's Sarah, even though they don't like <laughs> poor Sarah is just catching all this heat. <laughs> Uh, for no reason. But, like, you would think... Oh, I guess they just think that because they're like, oh, it's an imposter. Like, they don't yeah. know Sarah specifically. Um, uh, so then we cut from that scene from Olivia... Or with Olivia and Paul back to Helena and Thomas. Uh, who are, And Helena's <clears throat> insisting that Sarah's different from the others. But Thomas keeps referring to her as it to yes, dehumanize it. her. And then also imposter because you said that word and that was a word that came up a lot because... Uh, Thomas says that all the other clones are imposters, and then they're calling Sarah an imposter for a different way. So I yeah. thought it was interesting they kept using that word. Yeah. And we, like, confirm for sure that Helena's been told this whole time that she's the original. Mm-hmm. Um, then it cuts back to the club where Paul catches Felix following him. <laughs> Felix would be, like, an unsubtle person, I think, to be following anyone. He was so funny. Like, he was in the club, but obviously, like, looking around for... <laughs> I wish that... It's a podcast, but I just really wanted to clip that scene because there's not... It's just club music, but the way he's, like, trying to dance, but also clearly, like, trying to be a spy. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, um... Then uh, Tomas, uh, like, tells Helena to use the imposter to get to the other clones. Maybe we could use the imposter. I'd like to see her again, Tomas. It will say anything to justify itself. I'll be strong. The path to the shepherd is through the sheep. I hate, I hated that, like, as he's telling her this, like, radicalization, he's literally, like, handing her the razor blade so she can, like, continue her, like, gnarly self-mutilation. What, what does that mean, the path to the shepherd is through the sheep? What is he trying to say? Well, I guess, I could go one of two ways. It could be, like, the shepherd is, like, how people refer to, like, Jesus, mm-hmm. like, Christians. <laughs> Christians, <laughs> and, and but it could also mean that like the shepherd, like how Sarah uses it later, is like she refers to Olivia as a shepherd. So mm-hmm. maybe they're trying to get to like the creator of the clones. I guess like I don't really know. That's another thing that's not super clear. Is like we're getting the these like teasings of this religious cult, but their like ideology I don't think has been made super clear. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that Helena is the light. And whatever else is going on with them. And so, 
you mentioned the mutilation. He's like, you need to find her. And then she like, I don't know. To me, that implied that she uses the self-mutilation to somehow stay connected to the clones. Mm. Did you think that? I didn't even think about that. I I just was thinking, like, historically, like, people sometimes, like, self-mutilate as a form of, like, meditation. Mm. Or, like, mm. did, like, did you see when we were, I remember when I was young and I saw the Da Vinci Code, that guy, like, torturing himself in the beginning made a strong impact on me. So I think it could be, I don't know if it's, like, that enhanced. Like, I, that definitely, I hadn't even thought about that, but that could totally be the case. But I was thinking of it more just, like, pain, like, enlightenment through suffering mm, type thing. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I just, uh, I don't know, to me, the way that, I can't remember, but she said something right before, and it made me think that it was connected somehow, but it, I think it makes sense also that it's just symbolic. Or, we could both be right. True. <laughs> and she said, so yeah, she says, I'm the original, I'm the light, and then... Then it's back to Sarah and Paul and their loft. They're kind of like dancing around each other, but Paul says like he's wearing high level shit. He just said to watch Beth closely, protect her, make sure she's not aware. Aware of what? Me, of us. This is high level shit, Sarah. An illegal human cloning trial. You think I don't know that? Would you the least bit worried that someone might be trying to kill you? Yes, but at least it's not you. I know you're bored by Paul, but like. I this this confirmed. I'm more bored by Paul. This love that is yeah. Like, I was just about to ask two. you, like, what do you think about that? Like, I, I don't hate really it. get it from Sarah's side that much. Like, I don't. I was literally as the episode ended, I was like, maybe she's just like happy to be loved, and or like he's protecting her. That's like, what I was gonna say. Like chasing a sense of security mm-hmm. for once. It's like sh- sh- instead of her having to handle all the shit, like at least she has someone else who's equally like, violent and yeah, can handle shit sure. like her. But yeah, he's really giving her the puppy dog eyes in this scene. Like, like, aren't you worried you're going to get killed? And he just, I, I hate like almost all of his lines. Like I can think of some things he said, like he was like, and don't bring him to Felix. And yeah. he was like, my job is to keep you safe. Like you're such a stock character, bro. Please. <laughs> um, then he, he, like, gives her the keys to his car to be more safe, but then literally Helena finds her immediately in the underground. Yeah. And the, and like, right, so then they go for lunch, and the outfit with Helena and her green coat is, like, what I dressed as for Halloween that year. <laughs> Specifically that shot of her, like, outside the window, like, eating whatever, like, snack she's got on. Um, they were, it's confirmed that she grew up in a Ukrainian convent. Um, this is what she said. No. I grew up here in a convent in Ukraine. Ukrainian nuns. Is that who made you kill Katja Obringer and the others? No. They saved me from abandonment. So the religious cult is separate from her uh, Christian upbringing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. Catholic, I guess. Not Christian. Yeah. Religion. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't all organized religion is the same. Do you think that why do you think her hair is bleached? I've been thinking about that. And my guess is that to further distinguish her from the others. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if that was her idea or if it was like the cold idea. To her. 
It's a great question. I don't know. I have no theory. And is it, I guess it's a perm. I don't know why our hair so curly. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Well, because Cosima has her hair in those, like, like dreads. It's like dreads, yeah. yeah. Well, that would, I guess, I don't know. Great question. I haven't thought about that. I guess if you're a clone... Well, because I know hair genes can, like, change through, like, hormones. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like, when my mom used to have more wavy hair, but then when she got pregnant, her hair, like, went completely straight. So, I guess it could be, like, naturally occurring. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the bleach part, but the yeah, texture, the at texture. least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, and I don't remember if it's ever explained. It's a great question. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was just thinking about it specifically because they keep her, like, the light. As the light. And yeah, the, maybe the they did hair. it for the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um... I, this scene, I think it's funny that I Got You Babe is playing in the background. <laughs> like, it's the, the way that they're establishing the relationship between them is, like, cute and sweet. And also, like, this scene has, like, super, like, warm, like, bright lighting. And even before, like, the clip before when they were talking about, well, because Helene is the light, but this is from episode 104. Right, because we have a connection. I can see a light in you. There's a light in all of us. No. <laughs> no! Like, having them lit like this is, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, calling back to that conversation. There is light in both of them. And, like, through this connection, like, hopefully maybe Helena can find her way to the light, so to speak, or whatever. And then at this part, I thought it was interesting, too. Mm. I'm supposed to kill you, too. But you let me live. Yeah. So let's call it even. Okay? We'll go our separate ways. Then she tries to stab her. Did you think, did she just like try to shove her foot up her crotch? Like what was she doing? Yeah, I think it was just more of like like a... threaten her? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that will never be separate. It's very (laughs) ominous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you think like Helena's going to be able to kill Sarah? No. Yeah. I think that she has a, she's too connected to her already. It's like he... She's too connected to her. Yeah. The next scene is um Olivia doing his like weird taxidermy. He's like yeah. selling some like weights <laughs> off to that like ferret or whatever it was. Um they know that Sarah wasn't Beth and like it's confirmed that Leaky's the one like behind the thing. He's calling the shots. Um and then we get more back and forth with Sarah and Kasima. Right, she's got a new hypothesis. So our creators, whoever they are, they have a tremendous investment in us, right? Our, our conception, our whole lives. Don't you think they'd try to protect us from Helena? They know somebody's whacking us. Shit. I think, like, the... It's interesting, the dynamic between the two of them. Like you said, it's very, like, sisterly. But also, this is kind of the first time that they've been at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. So, how that plays out, too. It's like, oh, not everything is... So, it's... And to the show, like, it, they, like, are smart to have, like, Sarah and Kasima as, like, point-of-view characters. Because both of them are very, like, inquisitive. And they're, like, interrogating their circumstances mm-hmm. all the time. So, like, even though they're, like, acting as an audience surrogate, like, just, like... They're like they're asking the same questions as we are. Like, yeah, and I think we get kind of a role reversal in like the first few episodes. Sarah was really blind to what was going on because she was blinded by like her ambition, I guess you could say, to like get out with mm-hmm. Kira. And now the tables are turned because Sarah's really focused on figuring this out, but Cosima is blinded by her affection for Delphine. 
Yeah. She's, so she's like, she's not um, as clear. Dickmatized. <laughs> I love the end of this. They have a philosophy. I went with a, a Delphine to one of uh, Leaky's new Lucian lectures. Kasima, you agreed to stay away from Delphine. No, I didn't. You just told me to. You're going to end up strapped to a gurney with doctors giving you the problem. Well, I probably already have been. Can we please just get back to Helena? You know what? Let's just stay out, my and I'll stay out yours. Bitch. Bitch? But yeah, so <laughs> I feel like calling your sister a bitch is an inherent right past Yes, for sure. <laughs> Um, then the next thing, well, yeah, like you said, Kasima is changing her outfit, like, over and over again to get ready for her date with Kasima, and then it cuts away from them. So then Olivia came to Paul's to confront him, because now they know that Sarah is not Beth, uh, and it's revealed that they bought him that apartment to, like, set him up as an, so it's like, I guess, I don't know, it seems like for Beth's monitor situation, they, like, set up, like, a honey pot trap for her mm-hmm. but like, i'm sure they couldn't do that with like every clone like it's i'm probably have like a whole research division for like monitor accrual or whatever right well that's what i guess i get i get really caught up in how scientific Casima makes it seem and yeah. like just recently have taken research classes mm-hmm. at school it's just like there's no way that they're doing this actually scientifically yeah. with how many variables there have to be yeah specifically to this monitor situation yeah it's a great point um then uh they tell him that there's a, a clone killing the others so then he thinks it's sarah then uh he w- takes off or whatever oh because they kidnap him that's what they do <laughs> i was like why does he leave because then the next scene is helena like at their house doing a, a break a b and e She's, she loves to like, get in there. And then we see there, there's like, this is like a pretty rapid sequence, but then it's Sarah with Kira, who they're having piano lessons. I, I didn't clip anything for Creepy Kira Corner because I didn't think she was creepy enough this episode. Um, but then it's in some important exposition with Siobhan. Like, this is a really long clip, but I think it's all important. England was burning. Maggie Thatcher firing in old barrels at Ireland. The Falklands. She sacked Social Security, went after the immigrants, the poor unions. What do you remember about Brixton? About my people then? Not much. There were always women around. Kids would come and go all to the state. They went to all wards. We were a, a safe house. Some of us worked in social services, helping women and kids, refugees. Deportees, radicals on the run, that kind of thing. And <laughs> this boy, Carlton. Yeah, Carlton. I remember him. He was a fine boy. Fine man. Sometimes his pipeline would bring in a child in the black, a child to hide. You were one of them. Yeah, it just has me thinking that we don't know anything about anyone's upbringing, really. And it's like, we just learned a little bit about Helena, that mm-hmm. she was orphaned and then put in a covenant. And then we just learned this about Sarah. But it's like, do they all have, like, similar stories like this? Or just how the hell did they get away with all of these stories like this? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I think, like, this is, like, why Sarah doesn't have a monitor. Like, she was, like, off the grid. Mm -hmm. They hid her. 
Um, and then it, it's like Siobhan says that like Carlton like got arrested and like right before that he like told them to like like hide her even deeper. So there must have been or like I I yeah I don't know. It's like who started the experiment and then like did they like lose control of it or like what I think maybe it was like maybe things were more scientific in the beginning but then oh, like I don't know like the, their funding was pulled whatever they probably just like lost control and I guess maybe now somebody's trying to pick up the pieces because mm-hmm. it seems like mm-hmm. from what we've been talking about like well I just do we know if Kasima has parents like has she mentioned her I don't think so no. she just said that she grew up in Berkeley well Allison has traditional parents so that's what but like you said it would be hard like there's no like control so how would they be able to to compare them um well then i guess uh, that begs the question like what's the what's the research question mm-hmm. because that also affects how they're going to run the study and what they need to what they need the control to be like what are they trying to find out yeah um, I was going to say one more point about Helena separate from this is like when she's in their apartment, she's like sitting on the bed and like having a snack and she's just like, like every time that she's in a situation where she can be like enjoying creature comforts, she like totally like takes advantage and it's like, it's like we've talked about before. She's like almost childlike. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was very cute seeing her do all that stuff. Um, but then yeah, also sad because it's like, well, it, it's where we saw her in the beginning. Like, is that where she lives in that dank, <laughs> dark place with Thomas who well, knocks cups out of her hand? I don't think so. I mean, it, it might, he might be knocking cups out of him, but I think they they came from Europe, right? Because that's where mm, they were killing yeah. things before. So this is probably some like temporary hovel, mm-hmm, would be true. my guess. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you about this Casima uh, situation. I mean, yeah, Casima situation, Delphine situation. I should have left him when I left Paris. Mm, yeah, cold turkey. It's the only way to go. <laughs> cold turkey, what is that? Oh, it, yeah. it means um, abruptly. Oh, yes, that's what I should have. You know, he was supposed to follow next month, but I changed my mind. Oh my god, you're the asshole. Mm-hmm. I am the cold turkey asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is like, this whole story is just made up? No. I do think she probably has an ex that she's maybe basing it off of. Mm. Okay. I was like, I couldn't, I was like, I don't know how deep the layers of manipulation go. Like, yeah. is she just saying the story to like draw her in? Well, I, th- I think, you know, a big part of manipulation is trying to be as truthful as possible. Yeah. So I think there's probably some truth in there. She probably does have an ex. Or... But, but I also kind of like wonder like what her and like Leaky's plan is. Like, like even more what you're saying, like if the idea is that Delphine is like supposed to be her monitor... Like, if it's not to get, like, romantically involved with her, like, is it just, like, oh, y'all will become, like, research partners? Or, like, like I don't understand what their, like, game plan is. Mm-hmm. Or if he's just trying to, like, get close to her. And then, like, at the end, when they, like, kiss, and then Delphine, like, tails it out of there. Like, do you think it's because, like, that wasn't part of the plan? Or, oh, like, yeah, for she sure. caught feels, or what? Maybe a little bit of both, like, not part of the plan, also probably a little interest just just you know how it is and it's like oh i'm supposed to be manipulating this person and now i'm seeing them as a real person yeah. who has feelings and stuff having a conflict of interest but this scene may once again simp like he kasima is smart like obviously it is yeah. planned that leaky is here and she knows that, oh yeah and she goes along with it anyways and i feel like she's just like convincing herself that like i'm doing this so i can 
learn more, but I really yeah. don't think that's her main motivation. Well, she's Delulu. Yeah, she's Delulu. <laughs> like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, like you said, Delphine set it up so, like, Leaky could meet them there. And then we learn that Cosima's dissertation is on epigenetic influence on clone cells. So I looked up what epigenetic meant because I had no idea. And it means relating to changes, especially heritable changes, in the characteristics of a cell or organism that result from altered gene expressions or other effects not involving changes to the DNA sequence itself. So, I mean, that's like the title of the episode, like, <laughs> whatever it is, like, parts develop in an unusual manner. And obviously, like, super tied into the, the theory of the show. Um, and then Kasima like, starts, like, listing off some of the experiments that Leaky has done. We've created a pluripotent stem cell line from human baby teeth. Dr. Leakey, you've perfected a number of proprietary cloning techniques in bacteria, amphibians, insects, human skin grafts. Correct. And you're patenting transgenic embryonic stem cells? Uh, we hope to once we get the necessary approvals, but that is not the public knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did some digging and then just guessed. <laughs> <laughs> She's cheeky. <laughs> yeah. But he's up to some shady shit. Like, oh, all yeah, that stuff. Sure. And transgenics, that's what that Dark Angel show is about. Um, but so, I guess, like, so then he's trying to convince them both to join the Dyad Institute. So, I guess he can keep it a I guess then he becomes her monitor, like, straight up, I guess, mm -hmm. if, if they, like, end up working for him. I think maybe it's, like, twofold, like, keeping an eye on her, but also, like, maybe getting her close enough to the project that she... Because she's very smart and, and yeah. doing relevant research, so... It's almost like his t pet did a new trick. It's like, <laughs> oh, like, a scientist? And he has that, like, he's like, oh, you might be the first person on the cover of Scientific American. And Kasima says, Scientific American doesn't put scientists on the cover. It's because they put like, experiments on there. So that's kind of a slip-up from him. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, like, they're really, like, towing the line. Although, I guess he probably can't even think of the fact that she might know that she herself is a clone. Yeah. And he just thinks he's smarter than her. He's being cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a scene I forgot to talk about with Art and DeAngelis, but it's because it's so boring. Who it's cares so what they're boring. doing? And my only takeaway is that why is DeAngelis such a Beth hater? Like, she really I, coming out of the woodwork. I, I feel like it's because Beth and Art are supposed to have, like, some tension and DeAndre's trying to get in there. Well, she needs to get with a cadaver because she seems to really <laughs> be in. That's the was whole that bit with Mord her. Guy? Call it, or was it a different Mord guy? I think it was a different Mord guy. I was trying to I'm see, sure but I couldn't it. recognize him because he looked too generic for me. Um, in Paul's interrogation with Olivier, uh, well, like I said, he thinks that Sarah's killing the clones and is playing dumb about Beth. Um, they try to use his war crime leverage on him, just like we were talking about. <laughs> well, but we find out specifically he was in Afghanistan. We still don't know what he did, though. Like, yeah. Well, like, They're Afghanistan not going to reveal that. Away. they got to hang that over our heads for several episodes. Then another heartwarming scene with Siobhan and Sarah. If you, if you have to go back to go forward, <laughs> I understand. But just tell me, okay? It might still be dangerous. Yeah, I think so, too. I can keep Kira safe, just like I kept you. There goes that uh, sentimental music cue. <laughs> <laughs> 
my music cues. You don't think creepy Kira in the background? La, la, la. I was just thinking, actually, this is a stealth creepy Kira corner. <laughs> she's just not the main character in that moment. Yeah, but I think that she was probably improvising. It just came out creepy. I do think that it was good to see this because I'm just like, why is Siobhan such a Sarah hater? And it's like, <laughs> obviously she was a troubled child, quote yeah. unquote, but it's good to see them share an intimate moment and to see that Siobhan really cares. And to also, I think it changed Sarah's point of view because she didn't know that she had done all that for her. So. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and I think both of them are starting to take each other a little bit more seriously now. Like before, Sarah probably was just like, fuck Siobhan, like whatever, uh, anti-authoritarian but, like, like you said, like, once she realizes how much she, like, sacrificed to, like, keep them safe. And, like, Sarah's literally doing the same thing, trying to protect Kira. So she can, they can understand each other and, like, relate to each other more. Um, I clipped out this part of Elena doing her make-believe. With Paul. <laughs> yeah. I was your day, Paul. Yes. I also had a pleasant day. I went working and shopping. funny but also depressing i know like this girl just wants a normal life and they're making her an assassin of people who look just like her like yeah she's literally just like looking for connection like she's like play acting her relationship out do you think it's do you think she's trying to be sarah or beth i feel like (laughs) the accent is a little bit that that uh cockney accent um the next stuff is like super like quickly intercut um Sarah convinces Selena to help her with Paul by like offering up him what's his name Olivier as a sheep and then like she goes to the club she gets caught they're like really snuggling in that scene I was like what's happening here like he was like nuzzling up against her and stuff I'm like the stakes are high you guys it was so we we don't have time for this I was like we have not established this relationship and now y'all are just like oh I need your touch to be comforted I was like this is yeah it was very strange um Sarah gives up Elena as the killer and says it's not her and Olivia is being like gross and getting horned up about his tail. Yes, yeah, so weird. Very rapey scene. Yeah, I didn't like, I didn't it, like at it at all. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, And then after Sarah gets taken off, we get this line from Olivia. She's irresistible, isn't she? Now I know why you did this. If I was in your position, I'd fall in love with her too. Also gross. Is that like a heart monitor? <laughs> What's oh, that I don't sound? know what that is. Yeah, yeah, it is gross, um, and it's very much like dehumanizing in a different way from before, from calling her it, and now just like objectifying her. Mm-hmm. Gross. Um, then Elena <laughs> comes and finds Sarah after she's been locked up. Hello, friend. Oh God, that time. Do you want to be safe? Yes. Helena, untie me. Give me a name first. I gave you Olivier. I want the name of a sheep, too. I like it when she said, do you want to be saved? That's <laughs> <laughs> so scary. Um, then we, they pull a switcheroo. They, like, fool the audience, too. But So then Olivier goes to, like, check out the disturbance, and it's actually Helena. Who are you? I want to see our tail. 
she cuts off his tail, which is like so sass. I love I that. I want to see your tail. <laughs> it's so gross. I was like, ew, that was nasty. I was. I was expecting like a pretty cat tail, but no, it just no, literally like an extension of his skin. Gross appendage. Very yeah, gross. ew. Uh, his whole character. Ew. Um, then Sarah saves Paul. She gave Helena her own name because she has like a thing for her. Uh, and then Paul's like, I have a thing for you, too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I like how Felix is just like, okay, bye. <laughs> he hates it just as much as we do. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I Felix, like, calls Art and almost, like, he, like, starts to, he reveals too much, probably, but we, we don't need to see the results of it because then they show up. But I really love that scene of Helena dancing in the club, like, yes. the way it's cut. I actually did write down the director of photography in this. Um, his name is Aaron Morton, and he was there for, like, pretty much the whole show, which is kind of rare. Maybe less rare in Canada, but in my experience, like, usually you'll, like, switch off, like, a director factor, like, per episode, mm-hmm. or else, like, maybe different, like, like block shooting. I would be very curious to get my hands on, like, a Orphan Black call sheet just to see how they, like, like scheduled their days. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know. If you're ever, if you're an AD on Orphan Black, <laughs> please go through your call sheets. I, I'm very curious. Then Felix leaves, like we said, so they can get busy. And then Delphine is, like, pushing her diet institute agenda. This is what we talked about before. She initiates the kiss. And Delphine flees. Um, and then they get the DNA match. The cops found Sarah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. With her and great was... eyeliner in her mugshot. <laughs> she does have good eyeliner. Uh, and that was the end of the episode. It was a pretty serious episode. Like, not a lot of comic relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, lots of lore, like, lots of revealing, like I said. And we d- also didn't mention that Thomas was, like, now that our friend Maggie Chin... Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was already established that they were connected. Well, it was with the case, but the the her role in their operation was to find the other clones. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why it's harder for them now. That's why they have to use Sarah as leverage to try to get the names of the other clones. But I guess we don't know what, like, her job was exactly. Yeah, I, they need to... I think they do... I vaguely remember them, like, going more into that murder, but I can't remember, like, what the results... Because, like, we don't even know how, like, Beth met her or, like, yeah, found her right. or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a particular clone that you identified with this episode? Helena. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> like, like, getting on the bed Yes. Mm-hmm. Just, like, divulging in humanly <laughs> pleasures. Yeah. Sleeping and eating. Yeah, obviously I relate to Helena too. That's why I chose that as my Halloween costume. Anything else that we didn't cover? Um, I don't think so. I'm trying to think if I have any predictions for... I think it's going to be a heavy cop episode next, mm-hmm. so I'm not super looking forward to that, but hopefully we can just like wrap it up. <laughs> There's only three episodes left in the season. I know. So... They gotta get to work. <laughs> like, tying up a lot of loose ends. Yeah. Because they opened a lot of doors this episode, so. Yeah. See, they got three episodes it's, to close them up. It's crazy, like, well, this is what I was saying, like, the last episode, too. Like, the show just, like, constantly, like, reinvents the stakes. And it's like, okay, now it's all the stuff that mm-hmm. we have to do. Like, each time you think one problem is solved, it's like, oh, now it's like a Hydra's head. Like, now, like, three more things yeah. are, like, popping up that we have to deal like, with. Oh, this one that you forgot about, too. Do you know that if it was renewed for a second season before the before the finale ended? Mm, great question, which I will research okay. for the next episode. I'm always curious because it's like you specifically with shows with theories like this. I feel like they write it where it 
you can be satisfied mm-hmm. if it's not renewed, but also that there's more story to tell yeah. if it is renewed. So. I'll have to go in the Google machine and, and see. Find out next time. Yeah. Or Google it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great, great end. <laughs> thank you for listening, and thank you to Adam Kelly for our theme music and Megan Walker for our podcast cover art. You can email us at onmylistpod650 at gmail.com if you have any comments or questions. Tune in next week. Bye.